Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Color Grade listeners. I'm your host, KB, and welcome to the Color Grade podcast. Are you seeing all the colors? The Color Grade podcast is an always unfiltered, always enlightening, and uniquely opinionated podcast about television and film that goes in-depth with guests that give a Black, POC, or queer perspective. Join me as I discuss highly anticipated movies and shows with fellow critics and friends of the podcast, interview some of your favorite artists about their recent or upcoming projects, and leave you with my recommended must-see watch list. Stay tuned. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Color Grade Podcast. I am your host, KB, and we have a great episode today where we are diving into the acclaimed Amazon documentary, Time. For this episode, I have some more Domino Sound family, a phenomenal producer and host of the Raising Rebels podcast, Nolika Radway. So welcome back to the Color Grade Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Um, anyway, I won't get into it just yet. Go ahead. You start. You start. You do what you do. You do what you do. You do what you do. <laughs> yes. So for those who may be unfamiliar with time, here is the film summary, you know, directed by Garrett Bradley. Time is the story of wife and mother Fox Rich, who fights for the release of her husband, Rob Rich, who is serving a 60-year sentence in Louisiana prison for bank robbery. So, Nolika, how did you feel about this film just overall? And did you hear this family's story prior to the documentary? Because I know that they did um, a New York Times op-ed piece prior to this, this documentary being released. I had never heard about, like, this story. I was not familiar with it. Um, I heard about the movie at like during festival season oh, oh my gosh almost a year ago now um but didn't actually get to see it until recently went like on at home during um the pandemic just sitting home watching it and so i was not familiar at all with the story of this couple and i think overall if i have to like one word to describe, because, you know, I'm big on one word, to describe um, this film, I think the word that comes to mind for me is, it's kind of like a meditation. I don't know how to say it. It's just so, it's like, it's just like, yeah, it's like a meditative, like it's long, like it, the film itself isn't long, but it, it takes place over a long period of time. And there's just a certain level of like rhythm, like a constant rhythm to it that, makes it feel very meditative to me and her the main character's voice she has such like, like a strong powerful calm like it's like strong and powerful but super like calm presence and voice that just is captivating so i think like it's just a very meditative film um 
Yeah, that's like what I would say overall, my reaction to it. Yeah, so for me, I think the film overall was actually really heartbreaking. Like, I Mm -hmm. mean, just, you know, the film, I I think Garrett Bradley does a really great job in the sense that, you know, the film kind of seamlessly weaves in old home family footage and and family videos with like following them in a, a more present day setting. Um, You know, and then also the music kind of weaving in this um, symbolic and and almost like you said, calm. For me, the music was very calming in the transitions in the way they kind of wove the old and the new together. Uh, But it's still a very heartbreaking story. And, you know, like I, I found myself obviously empathizing with Fox, who is the wife and who is the mom. But what I needed more of from this documentary were the son's perspective, because I felt like we just didn't get enough of how that really impacted them. We got pieces, we got pockets, we saw them at school, we you know saw them when they were finally reunited with Rob, but we didn't really get to, to really talk about kind of how much of an impact it really had on the six sons, um, their father being away. That's interesting that you say that. I will say... Um... Well, I'll just start. I guess I want to say the things that really worked for me in what they did and put together was this this main character, and you saw her like she was in it with him, right? Like here you are. She talked very openly about how we found ourselves caught up in this mess, and how she had grown and who she was. She served time also coming, just like. Her relationship with her mother, which is like a like carries throughout. I was ca- I was captivated by that. Like I just wanted you talk about you want more of the sons. I wanted more of her mother. I was like I wanted more of that. Like the people that were the other people that were impacted who weren't necessarily the couple or the the kid, but like what you did, what happened, how the 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 system like like who got harmed and impacted is just this wide ranging group of people. And so I was really fascinated by that. The black and white really worked for me and like, it doesn't always, but I felt like um all of that felt really, it kind of helped me think about it as our, like it kind of helped with the footage, you know, like it kind of ke- ke- like made it all work with the way the home videos, which are so interesting home videos from that time <laughs> and how, like it made me think like what like what can I do with my home videos? Wait, this is all you made a whole movie out of these mm-hmm. old home videos. It was really I I was very um impressed and taken by that. And I think like to your point about the sun, I mean there was moments I was confused. Like it was one of those things that like th- like when were these kids born and their ages? Yeah. And this one was really young. And were you seeing him and like you get pre- I was just like all over the place with that. That felt. I wasn't clear. It, I didn't find it. Com- I didn't find it distracting from the story, but it definitely was something like I, I had questions. You know, like if they, I would have googled it. I like had to, I, I I had had to, to like go after. I had to <laughs> to figure out like the context because the the timeline yeah. in the film is not very clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, tell me, tell me, scoop. Yeah. What, what what happened? The youngest one. So, um, it what it is 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 that they had three sons before they even got married, if I'm understanding correctly. Okay. So they had three before they got married. Uh, once they got married, she basically got pregnant immediately with the twins. Uh, but she didn't find out that she was pregnant until she was already serving time. So remember, it was her wow. and then um, their nephew who also did it. So it's my understanding that the nephew was actually still in prison 
And, you know, Rob recently got out within the last, I, I guess, two years. Because uh, time has no yeah. meaning both in the last two years. Yeah. And, then, you know, she took the 12 year, but she only ended up serving three and a half. So she had the All twins. Right. The twins were kind of conceived right when they got married. And then um, she had them. And then I think, so she had mentioned in the film that she only got, it equated to, I want to say it equated to four hours a month with him, like visitation as his spouse, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. is what it like mm-hmm. came down to. I assume there was a conjugal visit in there for the little, little one, because I mean, you know, like he's, he's actually quite far apart in age from the twins. So like, yeah, I, yeah. I assume that that's what happened. Cause no one was talking about it unless he has a different father, which I don't know because you know, like no one mentioned it. Um, but I, I assumed that it was a conjugal visit cause that I couldn't find out about the youngest one, but I was curious because you know, the other three, I mean, there are five sons that are like prominent. I was like, wait, how, what is the timeline for this? So they ended up not getting married until 97. And then in 97 is kind of when everything happened. And I remember reading that, like they weren't sentenced until like 1999, um, or he, wow. he wasn't, he didn't receive it or something like that. So it was just, I, I agree with you on that. I'm glad that you brought up the mom though, because mm-hmm. there is one very powerful part of the film where someone told Fox that she needed to apologize to her mother. And because, mm-hmm. you know, her mother took on the brunt and responsibility of raising her kids while she was away. And, you know, she talks about how ha- she had to have that conversation with Remy and, you know, tell him when he was a little boy, I'm going to have to go to prison. And and he tells her, he said, but you told me you wouldn't have to go. You told me that, you know, you weren't going to go away. And she said, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, things change and I'm going to have to go and you're going to have to stay with grandma. So I think her mom, there's a lot of strength in her mom's face when she's talking, but there's also a lot of pain behind her eyes. A lot of pain. I Listen, a lot of pain. It's like looking at this, these people, she's looking like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a mother (laughs) and I'm a child I'm somebody's child. And I think that there is a way in which like, you know, your child and there were these looks across each other's there's these looks that she gives her like, I love this person. I am worried for this person. I like, I am angry with this person. I am you like all of the feelings you have for your child. I will ride with this person. She's she didn't deserve what happened to her. I knew, you know, like it was a lot. It was a lot behind that mother's eyes. And I think but in a lot of love, I don't know the the um, the main character. I had a lot of I had a lot of feelings about her. Like it wasn't like, a oh, my gosh. Yes or no? It was just this kind of like it's the human, you it's know your complexities. Yeah, she's a complex person, and there's a an like um, she seemed to me almost like trapped at that age of incarceration. You know, like young, like she was just she just seemed at the same time live have you know someone who had lived of extremely long life, but also really really like young in her um you feel like she wasn't really like that the time naive it was like this naive grow it was like this naiveness that i think probably helped her do this time (laughs) you know like there was a they still had this like puppy love like they still had this kind of like like you're, you know, like that's my boyfriend, and he's away, and I'm gonna just keep writing to him, and we're just like gonna keep and like this kind of 
like youth that something I only really see in young, young people that I think is was a tool that which I think really helped her get through and stay positive and stay happy and stay hopeful and not jaded. Like she just wasn't a jaded person. I don't know. There's a lot of time. He did a lot. I mean, he did 20. It ended up. 21 years, I think, or tw- at least 21. He was 21. locked up for 21 years. He was locked up for 21 years for this crime. Um, I don't, did someone die as part of it? No, I don't think so. But it, it was just armed robbery. It should have just been armed robbery. But I, it was crazy. I like that she said, well, I like that she said in the beginning, she said, when we pulled up, I knew we shouldn't have been there. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like the day that they were going to do it, she automatically knew and she was like, you know, we had been backed into a corner and we felt like this was our only option. But when we pulled up, I knew this wasn't right and it wasn't going to go well. Like she she had already kind of known that. So that's something else that I kind of saw in her mother. Um, a lot of it was, I taught you better than this. Like there was a, a little bit behind her eyes, like, girl, yeah. I raised you better than this. Like, how do we end up here in some ways, you mm-hmm. know? So she had like empathy for her daughter, but I think she also was still a mama like, girl, now how we end up here? And I, <laughs> ma'am. There was another, there's been a lot of movies. Um, Well, maybe not a lot as extreme, but there have been a few of these movies that have been done now around, um, incarceration like people incarcerated or formerly incarcerated and like watching it over a period of time and i've watched so there was the sentence that i think is from i haven't seen that one i don't know if anyone's seen you've never seen this one oh my gosh please go find this movie out there i don't know where it lives now i saw it at sundance about three years ago and it was a story of a young woman who got Her charge was crazy. Like, her boyfriend was a drug dealer, a trafficker, and then she got caught up in it and ended up getting something like 15 years, some, like, ridiculous sentence. And her brother helped raise her three daughters and had videotaped them, did home videos of them for her entire sentence. And it was it's heartbreaking. But you see him just constantly petitioning to get her out. And then I just watched one called... Almost, I think it's called Forty Years, which was about um, this one is crazy too. It was about these group of people that were part of this um, community in Philly and ended up getting forty years to life for like a cop got killed during a raid and they got blamed for it. But a similar thing where the son is like trying to get his parents out of prison and just watching his struggle and like over a period of time. And it's so they're similar, but so unique because these, these stories are so personal. So like, you know, time is about to me and very much is like a love story, right? Very much is about these two people who have been able to maintain this love over a period of time. And then the sentence is about, this brother fighting for his sister and then this other one is about a son fighting for his parents and like we there's so many of these stories about this really just fucked up this, i mean you the know, judicial system is is terrible yeah like it's terrible and how black folks are just and people of color just caught up in it and so i really appreciated so much about this film and i'm so happy that it's like accessible you know like everyone can reach it but i also appreciate that it's authentic because you know yeah. like i think even just going back to her mom who says on camera like 
Rob should have took the plea deal. Like she, like she really, yes, she doesn't yes. understand why Rob didn't take the plea deal. So she, here she is, this mother who, you know, obviously loves her daughter. She loves her grandsons, you know, and she, you know, appreciates the fact that her daughter has found love in her life, but she doesn't understand why they did it in the first place, but you could also tell, but she tries to keep that to herself. Like, I don't understand why I went there, but okay. Then she doesn't understand why Rob didn't take the plea deal like her daughter, because she was like, and you see my daughter's out and you see she's with her kids. Like, why wouldn't you take the deal when they presented it to you so that you could have some Mm -hmm. of this time back with your family? So there's a little bit of resentment there. I just appreciate that in this film, there are just multi-layered like emotions behind it because, you know, even to your point, you know, Fox kind of having that youthful spirit, there is a portion of the film where she's on the phone with someone from the courts who basically doesn't do anything, but they lie and they tell her they did, but then they she catches them in the lie. And she's like, you literally just said you didn't call. So what are you saying? And she gets so angry, so angry. And we didn't really see that from her. We saw her kind of maintaining this positive attitude until that moment where she kind of reaches her wits end. And she's like, he could have been out. Like he could have been with his family. Like y'all don't care about people's lives. And she's right. Like she's, mm-hmm. she's not wrong. That's the way the criminal justice system is set up. And it's definitely set up to make sure that we as black and brown people are separated from our loved ones and, you know, separated from our families for as long as possible on the most minimal charges. Because there is a portion of the film where she mentions how many years you can serve in Louisiana for armed robbery. I think it goes up to like 99 years, which is wild. No, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. These rules, these laws, these sentences are absolutely insane and and to your point with the children i do think that would be a whole other movie to investigate the impact of what the criminal justice system is doing on the these amazing young people who are like just making like her sons were so uh, incredible. These incredible young people yeah her no incredible incredible young people and i and i yeah i think that would be that would be, i was curious too i was i was curious too but I do think that was a whole other movie. I was like, this is a, that would be a whole, that's a whole other thing. And I, I didn't know if I was ready for it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I don't know if I was ready. I don't know if I was ready. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, they were, the little, the scenes that they were in had me quivering a little bit. I was like, this isn't, this ain't right. It's this harder. Is just not. Like when the older son, when Remy starts crying, when he's, you know, like reunited with his dad and they're having yeah. that welcome home party for him. It was a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And at the end of the film, I think it's very heavy. At the end of the film, I definitely found myself in tears because I remember thinking, like, this story is not unique. I think that was the the, the takeaway from the message. It's like, yes, their story is their own because of, you know, they're obviously individuals and what that looks like. But this story is not unique. You know, there's 2.3 million Americans who are going through similar struggles with family members um, for crimes like this. And so, yeah, it just really, uh, it really broke my heart, but I, I do appreciate, you know, their story being told and I hope it opens up more dialogue, more conversation and ultimately helps to drive change within the criminal justice system. But yeah, so, Nolika, I have to ask you, is it color grade approved? This is an easy one for me. This is an easy one for me. Absolutely. This is, a e- this is like, you don't even have, this is, this is, um, it's, it's all of the things. It's well done. It's unique. It's interesting. It's complex. Yeah, all of yeah, absolutely. Go see this. Write, talk about it. Write about it. Share it. 
reflect on it. I think I'm gonna watch it again because it's things you mentioned that like now I'm like really like maybe I need to go check out what those kids were really thinking again. It was it's just really 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 well done. And I will also add these other films that I mentioned. Go find them. Go watch them. Also, these stories are so important and need to be told and shared yes so i 100 percent agree i definitely think it's color grade approved you know although i did want to see more of the sun's story um even if they just gave me drop some behind the scenes footage you know with the sons i just feel like their story shouldn't be missed and i know that this one mostly centered around her as a wife as a mom and as an activist and as someone who served time you know, like there's so many layers to her, of course, but the impact yeah. of having both of your parents serve, the impact of, you know, serve time, the impact of, of trying to, one of the sons mentioned this, just trying to succeed and knowing the statistics of what it looks like for children whose parents serve time and him breaking all, all the barriers and, and, you know, doing everything against all odds, all of the sons really, um, I just, you know, it's beautiful. So it's a well, well, well done film. And, you know, I am looking forward to actually seeing more of what Garrett Bradley, the director, does in the mm-hmm. future and some additional mm-hmm. documentaries around that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nolika, for joining and, and, and talking about this this beautiful documentary. Please tell everyone, you know, where they can find you and, and what's happening next for you, Raising Rebels, Domino Sound, all the things. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, listen to Color Gray. Like, continue to, like, support this. This is, like, our work, all of our Domino um, podcasts and things that we're working on. Please, like, check them out. We recently helped produce this um, Between the World and Me podcast with um, HBO and Spoke Media that I'm really excited about. And all of the things, all of the things, all of the things. You can find me at Raising, on IG at Raising Rebels Pod. And yeah, and thanks for having me, KV. Yes, yes. And please, everyone, do not forget to subscribe to the Color Grade Podcast on all platforms so you do not miss a brand new episode. Follow us on social media. You can follow me, your host, KB, at the Lady KB, T H E L A D Y K A Y B. And Color Grade, we are on IG and Twitter at Color Grade Pod. Until next episode. And now for our next segment, Let KB Put You On. This week, I am recommending Jenny and Georgia. Baby, the drama. This one is so, so good. If you were or are a fan of the Gilmore Girls, check out Jenny and Georgia. It's like the Gilmore Girls in the sense that it is a heavy drama following the antics of a mother and her teenage daughter. But this time there's murder, sex, intrigue, drugs, and overall mayhem. Georgia is portrayed by Brienne Howie, who I knew from her role on The Passage, RIP to The Passage, which was a great sci-fi show on Fox, but I digress. Georgia, who is or was a teen mom, is a bit of a modern day black widow. She uses people, but mostly wealthy men, to get what she wants and needs out of life for her and her children by any means necessary. You know, Jenny portrayed by Antonia Gentry, is her young teenage daughter who has a hard time fitting in and finding friends. She is very protective of her younger brother, Austin, and the three of them in this family unit would really do anything for each other. 
So when they move to a new New England town following a traumatic event, sins of the past haunt them and nothing is ever the same. Now, I always say that I live for peak white drama. And while I would still classify this as such, Jenny is biracial. And so, you know, there's diversity and representation in her friend group as there, of course, should be. Uh, And we even get to meet Jenny's dad. Shout out to Nathan Mitchell from one of my other favorite shows on Amazon, The Boys. So, you know, I just feel like if you're a fan of of Gilmore Girls, also, if you're a fan of Friday Night Lights, which you should be because it's in my top three favorite shows of all time, or even Heart of Dixie, there's a surprise for you because Scott Porter is in this TV show as well. So, you know, don't just take my word for it. You have to run, not walk, and, and check out Jenny and Georgia now streaming on Netflix. And my film pick for this week is going to be Tom and Jerry. So if you are a longtime fan of the rivalry and antics of Tom and Jerry, then this just might be the one for you. Check out the live action and animated hybrid comedy, Tom and Jerry, streaming on HBO Max. So director Tim Story, who we know from, well, who I know from directing some of my favorite music videos, but who most people might know from directing those Fantastic Four films, you know, took a very creative script and brought it to life on screen. So I've never seen a live action and animated hybrid quite like this in my life. So, you know, this film is definitely for kids. I will say while it is for children, I also think that parents and just fans of the kind of original story arcs and the cartoons will be in for a treat. So Tom and Jerry are reunited this time in New York City, and they keep, you know, with the theme of their traditional game of cat and mouse, but the stakes are just a little bit higher. You know, this time their rivalry could mess up the event of the century, aka the wedding of, you know, New York City socialites Ben and Prita. So, you know, their selfish behavior, because Tom and Jerry are quite selfish, we've seen over the decades, um, you know, their selfish behavior may cause a problem for Kayla, who is portrayed by Chloe Grace Moritz, who is a newly appointed staff member at the Royal Gate Hotel, where this grand wedding is supposed to take place. So you'll have to watch to see what happens. But I will say that Michael Pena is in this, and I absolutely adore Michael Pena. Uh, You know, he portrays Terrence, uh, and he was probably my favorite performance in this film. He's another hotel employee, uh, and things go awry very quickly with him. as most things tend to do when Tom and Jerry are involved. Uh, So I genuinely love him. You know, I loved everything about his career thus far. He is a standout for me in the Ant-Man film, and he's a standout for me in Tom and Jerry. Uh, Someone else who should be noted in this film is Rob Delaney, who is the manager of the Royal Gate Hotel. And he is in another one of my favorite comedies on Amazon. It's called Catastrophe. You should also check that out now because it's fantastic. Fantastic. But the two of them, you know, in addition to tons and tons and tons of other kind of star studded members of this cast, um, do a really great job of just, you know, bringing this hybrid script to life. So it is campy, super campy. Uh, and a lot of 
way that's very, very predictable. But I think that's part of what we've come to know and, and even love and enjoy about Tom and Jerry. So if you're looking for a blend of the old with the new, uh, but keeping some of those favorite things about the animated characters that you grew up with, and if you're also just looking for something that the whole family can get into, check out Tom and Jerry streaming now on HBO Max. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Color Grade Podcast. I'm your host, KB, and you can find me on social media at the Lady KB, at the Lady K-A-Y-B on Instagram and Twitter. Also, please follow the Color Grade Podcast on all social media platforms at Color Grade Pod. The Color Grade is produced by Domino Sound with lead producer and editing by Randy Chapman. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.